It can be extremely stressful if you lose control of your debt by being unable to keep up with monthly installments. There are many reasons why debts can spiral out of control, from losing your job to facing a medical emergency, for example, or even spending beyond your means, which should be avoided at all costs. Whatever the reason though, there are consequences. After three missed payments, banks in the UAE are likely to alert their collections department about a debt default. And that's a situation you don't want to find yourself in. It can be a frightening experience for many and also hard to keep your emotions in check, particularly if they start contacting family and demand full payment immediately. But how do you negotiate with debt collectors? and, more importantly, make it work to your advantage. Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is debt collection expert Jaya Rednani, the managing partner of Freed Financial Services. Known as the debt doctor, she's here to offer her best advice on how to deal with debt collectors. But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Jaya. Thank you, Felicity. Thank you for having me over. So tell me, how many payments does a person have to miss before a debt collection agency or a bank's collection department contacts you? Well, uh, typically when you miss only one payment, uh, the bank's collection team will usually call you up to remind you of the missed payment. And this is more of a soft reminder to inform you of the late payment charges and in the event that you don't pay, what is going to happen? Uh, and when you miss a second payment, the collector tends to become a little more tough and starts to demand the overdue payment at the earliest. Uh, this is when he starts explaining to you of what will happen to you in the event you do not pay and the action that the bank will start taking against you. Um, when you miss three payments, uh, it's 90 days plus, is considered as a major default within the bank. And uh, the collector here will do his utmost to recover the entire amount due and threaten you and tell you about the legal action that the bank is going to take. Uh, usually, banks keep the cases within its umbrella for over six to seven months, typically. And if you are no longer in contact with the bank and they cannot trace you, they will allocate these accounts to collection agencies who will try to trace you and use all the ways and means to collect the full installment. So that's why it's very important that you stay in contact with the bank and keep talking to them and explain to them your situation and try to negotiate the terms of your repayment, uh, you know, based on your current financial situation. Okay, but it can be a frightening experience for many people and emotions can be quite high. How should you handle that? Well, uh, firstly, the most important aspect is that you always answer the collection calls. Uh, and give the bank the assurance that you have every intention to make that payment. Uh, what most people do is when they default, they start avoiding the bank's calls as they do not know how to handle the call and what to say. Uh, it's extremely crucial to be honest and explain your situation to the bank appropriately so that a solution can be rightfully provided. Uh, also, very important is that, you know, you do not make any false promises to the collection agents, as all the collection calls are recorded and updated in the bank system. Uh, so when you fail to make a payment, it will be considered as a broken promise 
and this will definitely reflect very badly on your on your records and also uh, you know no matter how persistent the collection agent is to keep asking you for a promise to pay it's important that you do not commit if you cannot arrange that payment uh, from from what i have seen is that a lot of people are afraid that if they tell the banks that they have lost their job or uh, you know that you know they cannot pay the installment the bank will file a legal action and which will jeopardize their uh, their chances of finding a new job or probably they're planning to leave the country so but leaving the country definitely i must say is not a solution you cannot get rid of your debt by leaving the country in fact it will get worse uh, because collection agencies will track you wherever you are and uh, it will be the amount that you will end up owing to the bank will become an impossible amount that you will be able to pay because interest keeps compounding and uh, the debt will keep increasing also uh, you know you'll be closing all doors to come back to this country uh, and work back in the future so definitely not leaving the country is for sure and and nowadays if you see uh, most banks have become quite supportive in uh, in in the clients who are going through financial hardship especially post the pandemic we've seen that you know payment holidays have been given to clients and restructures are happening very the, you know very promisingly from the bank side so you know in case you have had any job loss or any kind of salary reduction banks are open to uh, reworking on your installments amount to meet your repayment capabilities nowadays and in addition to this i would also like to tell people that you know uh, that the laws are different now you know uh, banks and you know the laws have become flexible in the favor of the customers and no matter what we are the courts also are looking at finding solutions for the customers uh, so yes you should negotiate you should talk to the bank and there is no reason to be afraid uh, for uh, from the customer side you know in this time Absolutely. And I was going to ask you, you know, after the initial few calls from the debt collector, is there a legal process that has to be followed by both parties? Uh, well, legal or uh, a general process that I would like to say is the first thing is to do document the conversation because it may be verbal and it's important that you write it in a formalized agreement what you have agreed with the collector after the call is over. Uh, also, it's important that you assess your own income and expenses and establish a cash flow. Uh, write down your own household income and expenses and prepare a cash flow and analyze what is the right amount of disposable income you have available that you can put aside to repay the debt. Uh, I would also recommend that you make a formal request to the bank and explain your situation in detail. Uh, this request uh, should be supported with all the relevant documents, you know, so that the bank can evaluate your financial situation and can provide you a right solution. For example, if you have changed jobs and uh, your salary has been reduced due to which you are facing difficulties in making the monthly payments, uh, you will need to provide your uh, new employment letter. which shows your reduced salary to the bank uh, supported with the bank statements which show the the new salary coming in and the cash flow that you've prepared so the bank can see what you can afford to pay so this is something that you must do 
And uh, for example, if you've lost your job, you need to provide your termination letter. And by when you will be able to come up, your prospects of finding new job, and that you are in a position to come soon back into your original payments. So, uh, you know, what most people start doing is that once they start discussing with the bank uh, all the issues pertaining to the situation, they stop making the payments, which is not good. Uh, because even till you're negotiating with the bank on the on the revised payments, you need to continue to make your payments because uh, this will go a long way in showing your intention to pay. And also it will better your chances of finding a solution with the bank. So, yes, you know, it's best to document and make it formalized an agreement with the bank. I've also heard from a number of our readers that a debt collector has become threatening. What should you do if this happens? Are you able to make an official complaint? Um, and what if they continue to, you know, continue to do that? They're persisting uh, with, you know, making threats. So definitely, yes. Firstly, you, know, you should take the collector's name in full and you should note down the number from where he's calling on. Uh, you must understand that as for the bank's policies, and I say for all banks, the policy does not allow a collector to call from his personal cell phone or to send any WhatsApp messages to you or to try to contact you from any social media platform. This itself is considered as a breach and a formal complaint can be raised against the collector. Uh, second thing is that you should not lose your cool. Uh, you know, when a collector is making threatening remarks, you should not retaliate in the same fashion and get aggressive. Uh, the collector can probably certainly let you know that what may happen in case you don't make the payment and he's just laying down the points of action that he can take. Uh, he can also provide you a cutoff date for making the payment failure, which, you know, he, the bank will exercise its legal rights. So this definitely is not threatening, but he's saying it to you in a assertive way, which is okay. But if you feel that the call is getting too aggressive and the collector is making inappropriate comments or threatening remarks, yes, one can raise an official complaint to the customer service uh, number that each bank has and can, uh, can make note of it. He should also back it up with an official email to the bank detailing the nature of the threat that was made to him and the inappropriate tone of the collector probably. I must say that all banks have, all the calls are recorded and the supervisor in charge will look into the complaint and hear the call recording. And rest assured, banks nowadays take complaints very seriously and the necessary action would be initiated against the collector. And if one cannot find any solution with the same bank, they can escalate this to the central bank and uh, but there would be a reference number that would be needed that the customer has already initiated a request with the internal department of the bank and that needs to be put up in the central bank as well that that there was no action taken and yes that also is a way forward in case the bank does not take an action against that call okay that's really good to know and i think that a lot of people aren't aware of that so that's some great advice one thing that I've always been curious about, though, why do debt collectors, debt agencies contact family and friends, especially if they're not connected to the debt? I mean, that's also quite a stressful experience, I think. Well, from my experience, I've noticed uh, what customers usually do is when they change their jobs or uh, they have revised contact details, their phone numbers, they do not update the bank's records. And when you miss a payment, uh, it could purely be an oversight that the bank is trying to get in touch with you 
uh, you are not contactable. They try to call your employer and you have changed your job. So if the bank is unable to try to reach you, then they will try to find alternate ways and means to get in touch with you. Uh, as we all know that when we have taken a certain loan or filled an application for the bank's facilities, uh, we always have to provide a reference name and number, you know, which everybody does. And it's also important and mandatory for banks to ask for your home country address and telephone number. Now, this information can be used when the bank is not able to get in touch with you in some form. Uh, yes, bank is allowed to contact your reference point because that is the number you have stated on the on the records and call your home country and speak to your family. But it's very important to understand that they can only ask about your whereabouts or any alternate contact details to reach you. Under no circumstances, I must say, the customers, any details related to his outstanding amount or the number of months that he's not paid can be revealed to any third party. So uh, in this aspect, if the client, customer uh, has been revealed about his information, about his outstanding, it can be taken very seriously by the bank and an action can be taken against the collector. But yes, banks are allowed to contact you just to find out your new address or contact details, but not anything else. And finally, what is your, you know, kind of best advice for handling debt collectors? I mean, it would be, for example, staying calm, following up everything in writing. Is there anything else that, that our listeners need to know? Staying calm is extremely important, uh, but it's equally important to ensure that you do not avoid the bank calls. As difficult as I may say it could be for you to keep explaining to the collector time and again your situation and you know how you're doing your utmost to arrange for the funds to make these payments, you must continue to talk to them. And uh, you know, if you're out of work and you cannot find a job, you should explain your prospects and ask for some kind of a payment holiday or a release time frame for you to make the payments. Uh, so most important, I feel, is to show your intent to pay. And, you know, you should continue to make even a reduced installment. You know, what people do is completely stop making payments. Show your intent to pay by making a partial deposit, uh, you know, which we can go a long way, actually, to prove your credibility. And uh, you should have record records of the correspondences that you are having with the bank, which will show your commitment uh, in finding a fair resolution as well. And in case the bank, you know, takes any legal action against you, you have the written correspondences with the bank that you were always trying to find a solution. And uh, so, yes, that is something that I would like to advise our listeners. Thank you this week to debt collection expert Jaya Ragnani. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pf@thenational.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Thomas Smith and Arthur Edison and I've been your host, Felicity Glover.